Living a well-balanced lifestyle goes beyond ensuring your finances are in order. Welcome to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara speaks with wellness industry leaders and related professionals to share more than financial planning advice. She addresses your questions about living a healthy lifestyle at any age. Learn how to gracefully maneuver life's challenges with support and resources to guide you along the way. Barbara and the team at Hightower help you make a plan, make an investment, and make a difference in your own wealth and well-being, and in your families, and within your community. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with your host, Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara, what's going on? Well, we're going to have a fun conversation today. So I'm going to ask you a question right now, Eric. All right. Have you ever kept a diary or have you ever journaled? Oh, fudge. <laughs> you would ask me this. <laughs> so here's the thing is my handwriting is terrible. And I don't even, if I, if I journaled, I don't know if I'd be able to read my own writing. I, I've done some, I like to take notes to remind myself of things but never any true journals and definitely not a diary. And I, I've always wanted to, but I don't like writing. Ugh. So how do you remember details of events from many years ago? Maybe you're a savant. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's the terrible. See, that's why I wish I had done journaling or something just to, I, I've made notations on things, especially pictures with the kids, just to remind myself of specific things. But other than that, I'm just, I'm terrible at that. Well, am I going to learn like something today? Yeah, you probably wish you could go back and read a story of certain times in your life yes. or or when you had challenges or great successes or when you reflected on some personal relationships or feelings, maybe mm -hmm. just what you were wearing back then. Or if you'd written it down, you'd know what your wife was wearing at the time. That's oh, important, boy. by the way. <laughs> that would Yeah, that'd probably <laughs> win some bonus points for me. You got it. Well, I've never really done that either, but I have written down some of my dreams and goals, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. But you know, health, wealth, and prosperity are all intertwined, and these can be linked to improved mental and physical health and a better quality of life. So today, we'll discuss one technique to help us along the way in the form of journaling in our search for peace and prosperity. And Eric, I'm going to look forward to having you join us later to hear, in fact, after you hear our dynamic Joe Franco, if she can help you get started. Okay. Sounds good. I love it. All righty. Well, I'm so excited to introduce you to Joe Franco. I recently met her at a high tower conference, and my goodness, she was a true force of energy. Joe is a multilingual content creator and author of Fluentish, the language learning journal and planner. She is the founder of Joe Club, a global movement whose mission is to spark innovative thinking and learning through journaling. Joe is a travel presenter on Netflix's The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals and infuses her experience as a cultural in-betweener to tell meaningful stories around the globe. Joe has learned English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic, Greek, and Italian, and she has made over 600 videos across two YouTube channels, amassing over 1.3 million subscribers. Additionally, Joe created and hosts her hit podcast, Not Your Average Joe, and Money Baggage, with weekly episodes to inspire the not-so-average Joe. Joe, welcome. It's great to see you again and have the opportunity to discuss journaling today for Peace and Prosperity. 
Barbara, you are so great at hosting this podcast. <laughs> wow. Well done. That bio, I was like, I believe in that girl. It's so crazy <laughs> to have your bio read so well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, having met you, you are just such a dynamic woman, and I'm so excited for our audience to get to know you a little better. But I have to ask you a quick question. We're going to talk about journaling. So do you journal in English or one of the other six languages you've mastered? I love this question. So I do both. And I use so, you know, when it's day to day journaling, I'll most likely journal in English. But what I have realized in journaling in different languages is that it actually helps me see things in different lenses. For instance, if I want to get into the root of the emotion, I'll journal in Portuguese because Portuguese is actually my native tongue. So I was born in, in Brazil. And so when I speak Portuguese, it brings me back to this like heart-filled emotional space of nurture because as all of us are, when we're babies, we're being nurtured. So there's actually research that shows that your native tongue is far more emotional than a secondary language that you learn because the same logical process that the brain has to use to think of like logical decision-making is the same part that it uses for language learning. So if you're journaling and you're learning a new language, I really suggest that you try to journal in a different language and see if you can think more logically Versus emotionally, and I've tested this with polyglots, with people who speak multiple languages, I will ask them very deep questions, very intentional questions, and I'll say, okay, answer this in your L1, in your native language, answer the same question now in your L2, hmm. and every single time I've tested this, people's responses, same person, starkly different responses in two languages, it's crazy. That's amazing. Now, you mentioned your native language is Portuguese, and you were actually born in Brazil. So can you just open up here a little bit and share some of your personal background and bring us up to when you started journaling for yourself in 2005? Little story. I, I can't wait to meet your mom someday, by the way. Just hearing oh, my some mom stories is, about her. If you think I'm a force of nature, you got to see my mom. She's actually where the story begins, obviously, as all of our oh. stories begin with her mom and dad. But my mom specifically was always wanting more. She really wanted to take her kids to a place with more opportunities. She grew up in pretty violent, you know, neighborhoods and didn't want that for her three kids. So by the time I was five, I was about to turn six. She took my two siblings and I to the States. So we went from Rio in the big city to a very small town, America, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And we went from being surrounded by family and friends who looked like us, spoke like us, you know, our entire family is Brazilian. We left that comfort and we went right into very all-American English-speaking territory where like even in the town, like I, I vividly remember this, when I first moved, no one in the town where we moved spoke Portuguese. So we oh. were the first Portuguese. Well, I was just going to say, why Connecticut? So my mom has a brother and he came to Connecticut and there was a bunch of Brazilians kind of congregating, you know, as most pockets of different sure. diverse communities live, we sure. go to the same place. So my uncle went to Danbury, Connecticut, where tons of Brazilians lived. My mom went from Brazil to Danbury and was like, I didn't leave Brazil to go back to Brazil. So I'm going to oh. take my kids to America. And, and it was like the next town over, but it was definitely not as diverse as, as Danbury was, for instance, so it shaped 
my life and it shaped how I see the world. And journaling actually was very tied to that young journey because it was painful because you walk into a room and you are not understood. And so the only thought that I could really understand was the one inside my head and the one in my household. And so you develop this relationship with yourself that anybody who's ever felt like the other, maybe it doesn't need to be something as extreme as moving to a different country and not speaking the language as a kid or even as an adult. Maybe it doesn't need to be that drastic. But anytime anybody's ever felt like the other, they know what it is to live inside their own head. And so in my mind, as a little kid, I was like, hmm, let me build a relationship with this voice. Like, let's see, let's give this voice a place to play. Of course, I couldn't logically think that way when I was five or six. But when I started growing older and I had crushes and I I was tired of telling everybody and no one cared, my sister was like, <laughs> here's a journal. You talk too much. You have too many feelings. Tell it to the journal. And she didn't know it, but she would be giving me the best tool to develop myself and to understand my thought patterns and to really script my own dream life. Oh, that is fantastic. And would you please thank your sister for me? Because I you, will. You, you did a wonderful job just for us in our group when we all met in Boston and you are an inspiration. So, but it's interesting. She called it a journal and not a diary. Yeah, it was always a, a journal. You know, there's, I actually still have the first journal we can call it a diary. Uh, it's really just a matter of preference in words, but they do have two different connotations, which we can get into, but it, it's called the key to me. And it has like a lock on it because, you know, it was okay. back in the day I had sure. top secrets uh, in my yes. middle school days and it was black pages. So you had to write on it with metallic gel pens or you literally couldn't read oh, what it said. Very and cool. Yeah. And it was cool because it was one of those journals that had you thinking about like, what's your favorite food and what is your favorite animal? And just kind of asking you questions that people don't ask you. And it seems so benign and silly. But now when I think about how I've developed like this whole company and movement where hundreds and thousands of people journal with me at Joe Club, we all crave this curiosity about ourselves, but very few people and places will encourage that intimacy. Like anytime you walk outside your house and somebody's like, Hey, how are you? You can count on zero fingers who actually listens to the response. No one actually asks, how are you? They ask, mm -hmm. how are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's robotic. So I felt like, you know, back in the day, that middle school journal still carries the same exercise that we we do today with our journals at journal club or whoever is journaling it's this innate curiosity about who you are and and you're honoring yourself by saying i care enough about myself to like sit here and actually think about this stuff so do you write about what happened or what you want to have happened in the future maybe your dreams goals ambitions or are they just like you said, where it started, what are your favorite foods or maybe the question of the day? Tell me a little bit about that. There's so many different methods. And as I started understanding how I had journaled, I've been journaling now for 17 years mm. consistently. I have like 20 plus volumes of my life in different chapters. And so there's a different kind of style of journaling for every occasion. Some of my favorites are this. If I'm traveling, when I started traveling, I was so grateful to be traveling 
because for so many years I couldn't afford trips. I couldn't go anywhere. So when I started traveling, even to small places like uh, a day trip to Boston or going to a new town, I would travel journal. And that's very much documentarian. You're taking maps and you're cutting things out and you're saving your tickets and you're talking about what happened. And I started doing that because I never thought I'd be so lucky to travel again. So that was very much like I'm saving as much goodness of this trip. What were the inside jokes? What were the things I overpaid for? What were the travel fails? So there's travel journaling, which I love. Then there's, I like to call it like inventory journaling. So when you're really stressed out, you want to take inventory of what's going on in your life. It's like a screenshot of your life. So it's like, how much money is in your bank account? What is stressing you out? What's good? It's just like taking evaluation. Then there is manifestation journaling, which is when you start writing out the things that you want, but you could do this in the present tense, which is very powerful. So a lot of times I journal to my future self and I even schedule it. There's a free tool called futureme.org. So I'll say like, okay, I'm going to write my future in a year from now in the present tense. So you're like, I'm in a beautiful glass house with a partner who loves me. My company just hit X amount of money. So I create so many different styles of journaling. Then there's like a, a simple way that I always recommend for people to start is a gratitude bullet journal. So just gratitude lists, things that are very beautiful in your life. If you want to take it above and beyond, try to write a hundred things that you're grateful for and see if you can, and odds are you find so many more reasons to be grateful. Whenever I'm stressed, I take 10 minutes of just gratitude journaling because you realize like when you zoom out, there's so much good. And absolutely, we, we, we hyper-focus. And then the last one I'll say is the things that I want to remember list, which is another great tool for beginners. It's just writing down a list of everything you want to remember. I think when in doubt, that's the one style that I always do so that I can capture those beautiful moments, the small nuances that made me want to remember those things forever. Oh, that's so nice. Now, I feel a little bit better because I do keep a gratitude journal. And, you know, we're going to talk today about peacefulness as well as prosperity. So I know journaling, that's really kind of helped you, even with your travel. Tell me a little bit about how journaling helped you with your vision to travel. So one thing I have to say is like, when people think of journaling, they immediately think I'm stressed out. I'm about to burn out into a crisp. And now I need to journal and write all of the negative things in my head down. And I think that's very effective and very helpful. And it's very cathartic and soothing and therapeutic. It's an important thing to do. However, I always like to say journaling is preventative mental wellness. You don't need to just journal when you're on your wits end. Like you don't want to wait until the moment you're about to blow up. And when I started traveling is when I learned this. So I studied abroad in Paris. I was in, oops, sorry. So I studied abroad in Paris. I was in my sophomore year of college. I went to school in New York, studied business. And when I studied abroad, I was living far away from everybody for the first time. I was living in a homestay with a French mom who was very strict. And my mom is not, she was never really strict to me. So it was like, I was struggling emotionally with this power right. dynamic of like, wait, what? You're telling me what to do? Like, that doesn't work out. And there was the extreme language barrier. And I was really, really broke. I had no money. So every single time I swiped, it was a moment of stress. So of stress. 
every time I swiped, it was a moment of stress. And so I actually kept a journal every single day of that study abroad period. And it was the thing that kept me sane. And this is when I understood the benefits of daily journaling for so many reasons. But one, because I was capturing those small little details of my study abroad trip. Two, there's this element of observation when you start journaling every day, you live your life with more observant eyes. If you speak to a writer, a writer is going to look at the world with more descriptive eyes and might ask deeper questions because they're harvesting life for those details that that put life into words and words into life, right? So like, as I started dealing journaling, I'm like, hmm, it's funny because I know I have a journal entry to write tonight. So in turn... I'm just more present because I'm looking the for moment. the details that I, you're, I'm you in make the moment. This all, you make it almost sound like a, a type of meditation when you're journaling. It's I, just so interesting to me. I call it active meditation because it oh, is. Oh, you do? Oh, I do. I call, it, I call it active meditation, mental flossing. I also <laughs> use that. It's emotional hygiene because it is. And among all of the things, it's just like this. I call it also like a little prayer because whether you're religious or not, you're taking time to, to say this moment, these memories are special enough. They deserve the ink. They deserve the time. They deserve to be written down to be remembered, right? Like that's a gratitude act in itself. That's so marvelous. So journaling, when we talk about finding peace within ourselves, it is a form to promote some peacefulness, because I like that you say you're not just always at your wits end. It's like, I keep the gratitude journal to just thank every day for all the wonderful blessings I've had. And just stepping back and being present in the moment and then reflecting on that. So do you journal? What's your routine? Do you journal at night or in the morning? Or what's your typical routine? So as I said, it's mental flossing, hygiene, it's emotional hygiene. So it's something that you should do often. I do it every morning. If I am very busy and I can't get it to, you know, if I can't get into it in the morning, I will do it either at lunchtime or at night. Some days I don't journal. To be honest, some days I don't, but it's because it's such a habit in me that I'm not worried I'm going to fall off. Like I will always journal. This is not a question. It's not even a negotiation with myself. It's like, okay. It's almost like when you have developed a habit and you know that it's a habit, you cannot do it for two days and you know it's gonna, it's a lifestyle at this point. So journaling for me is very much a lifestyle. When I'm traveling, I write every single day because I already know that when you're traveling, so much happens that I don't wanna forget. So I have one journal that I keep called One Line a Day and it's a five year memory book where every single page has five slots for the five years that you're supposed to write that journal down like write things down in that journal. So I've kept that for three years and it's super cool because when in doubt, I could just write like, this is what I did. This is what I want to remember. This is like a funny quote. And then I have three years of data on one small page. Wow. That's a lot of data. It's data, man. And it's data to the point where you could start analyzing yourself. Now, here's the thing. You talk about peace. You talk about peace, prosperity, wellness, we are never taught how to develop a better relationship with ourselves, right? Like we really are not taught that's, this. That's true. And most of us don't take time for any self-introspection. And you know, that's people quiet think, time. Yeah, they think that it's like fluffy. 
that it's like this added thing. Like if I get to it, this is paramount. Like you live with you for your entire life. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you don't have a relationship with you or you don't even know how to develop a better relationship with you, that's a huge problem. And when people live their life not knowing who they are, not developing a relationship with themselves, this is when they hit that moment in their lives where they're like, what have I been doing? What job am I working in? Who are these people around me? Like, I don't like any of this. And it's because they never took the time to really get to know themselves. So journaling for me is the ultimate relationship building tool with yourself. And you get to see patterns in your thinking. You get to see, you get to look at it as an outsider. Like rereading to me is 50% of the work. So if you keep a journal currently, do me a favor and have a, a tea and just read like what you have been writing and ask yourself, would I be friends with this person? Do I oh, like this fascinating. person? Does this person inspire me? Where does this person inspire me and how? Now, this is when the work starts. It's not just putting the raw materials and like putting your thoughts on paper. It's rereading it and looking at it not to judge yourself. You are merely on an investigation of who this person, who this consciousness is on the page. And then you can tweak it and be like, hmm, why am I only writing down negative things? I know I was there. Positive things happened. This is when I started wow. using journaling as this like really developmental tool that began shaping not only what happened in my life, who I attracted, the opportunities that were there for me, but everything like my joy, my overall joy in life grew when I realized I was thinking and seeing the negative. And I only saw that because I had so many pages of negative ink. Well, going back and rereading those and just hearing your personal story, it was a way that you could learn to be kinder to yourself too, because if it was someone else that you were reading, you would have been kinder and more loving to that person, wouldn't you? Yeah. And and it's a great tool to be able to zoom out and remember you are not your thoughts. And when you look, and this is where it's really meditative, right? Because the whole point of meditation is to sit there and observe your thoughts. Sure. So when you're journaling like this and you read, read it back, you can look at it and Think like an outsider and be like, I am not these thoughts. I'm merely observing these thoughts and I'll do you one better. You can then shift the thoughts to where you want to go. Like you can rewrite how you see things simply by being aware of your patterns that you don't want to continue and writing a new future for yourself. That's what I did. Well, you certainly did. But what drove you to start your online journaling gig, your Joe Club? How did you decide so, to start sharing this with others? I had always done journaling. This is the thing. Like, I think the things that are most innately us, we don't even know that they're so special because it's just who we are. Like, you can't realize you're a special thing because it's just who you've always been. So I've always been like this with writing and with like the present moment and all of the, the things I just mentioned. I didn't think that it was anything special until the pandemic hit and- I was filming my Netflix show and the film was stopped because obviously oh, yeah. the world was completely shut down. Travel. I couldn't travel. And I had built my entire career for 10 years up until that point, traveling and filming and being around people, all things that were completely banned. And oh not gosh. only that, but I, I had this big looming secret because when you're filming a show, odds are you can't talk about it until it's out. So I left a channel on YouTube with over a million subscribers to film the Netflix show. We were two months into production. Production stopped because of COVID and I'm 
in my a friend's apartment quarantining because it's COVID. And I was just doing what I had always done journal. But this time I posted a picture of my private journal on my Instagram. And it wasn't like I wrote to post it. Like this was actually a vulnerable private piece of my sure. brain. And I posted it and I was like, I feel like maybe people will relate to this. And then somebody challenged me. They were like, hey, Joe, can you start a 30-day challenge where we journal together every day? I'm like, yeah, I could do oh. that. So it was an outside so force, actually. It, it was an outside force. I was already doing it for like a few days, but nothing serious. But somebody challenged me. And then well, I wait challenged a minute. I'm everybody thanking else. your sister. I'm thanking your sister for that first diary journal. And I'm thanking that person that put that challenge to you. I actually got to reach out to that person. You really should. I mean, this is amazing. And journaling takes some motivation. And yet you've suggested that journaling can increase motivation. So how do you motivate someone to get started? Like Eric or me, how do I get beyond my gratitude journal? What's your, what is it, your process to get us going? What can so, you do for, for us? <laughs> what can I do for you? So I would always say start small. That's the easiest way is to start small. Okay. So if gratitude journaling is your thing, stick to that, stick to it. If all you want to do is write down a list of things that you want to remember, stick to that. Now, this is a tool that's much, much more ben this is a tool that's much more beneficial than just for you. For instance, I've developed better relationships with my friends simply by writing down funny things they've said. I write down funny things they've said. And then I I like in my one line a day, three years ago, I'll be like, remember when this hilarious thing happened? Like, and then you take a picture and you send it to them. And they're like, I can't believe you cared enough to write that down. It's almost like this act Aww. of caring. It is. So if you're if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your loved ones. So then the next tip would be if you're sharing something beautiful with your family, friends, partners, whatever, write it down. Like if it's a trip that you're taking, even if you're doing it on your phone, like take out a note notepad app and just say like day one of our trip, here's all the funny stuff that happened. Here are the things that I, I don't want to forget and share it with your friends. So this is a relationship building tool, not just for you, but for others. So if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for others. Well, you know what? This and is really the good timing. I'm going away on a trip with three girlfriends in the next few months. So I'm going to take this up as a challenge to really record this trip. Yeah. And Thank then, you. you know, there are tools that you can use. I'm going to send you my prompt pack for travels. Oh, so great. I create I create different journeys. A big piece of Joe Club is creating prompts for the right occasion. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and they're like, I don't know where to start. I have so much on my mind. So we take that friction away by giving people prompts. So in Joe Club, the company, if you remember, there are 12 themes to guide you through a balanced 12 month year where it's different themes like self-investment. We, we talk about financial literacy. We had a whole month on financial literacy. So diving into the emotional connections with your finances. Mm -hmm. We talk about zest for life. Like, how do you light that fire? We talk about exploration and expansion, both physically and internally, emotionally, externally, all of it. We have so many different themes from gratitude, relationships, creativity. So we'll ask you a daily prompt to guide you through that train of thought. But then we also do things like prompt packs. So it's like you're going on a trip take the wander and write prompt pack, or you need some motivation, I'll ask you 30 prompts to get you motivated. And it's really fun because so you can great. ask a, a million people the same question and the answers will be different. So 
when you journal, it, do you do that quietly or do you add music or what happens if there's activity around you? I'm just thinking when you're traveling, if you're doing it on a plane or, you know, you want to capture something. So when's the best time to do that? Excuse the interruption. I know you're listening to High Towers, Keeping the Well and Wealthy podcast. But if you have questions related to these or other wellness and financial issues, please reach out to your advisor or go to hightoweradvisors.com to find a financial advisor near you. Now, back to Barbara. Another great thing about journaling, you learn to create this quiet space for yourself wherever you are. I've been in planes and like with babies crying, of course, headphones help. I've been in bus stations. I've been in classrooms with people. So it's, and it becomes this, suddenly I'm isolated. Like when the journal opens, I am in my zone. I love music at Joe Club. You can even search this on Spotify, the Joe Club profile. We have tons of playlists to help people, you know, get in the zone with different music tastes. that's fun. And it becomes a whole experience. What I always like to recommend people is to create a ritual out of it as if it's a self-care routine, because it is. So light your candle, make your favorite beverage, put on your playlist, and then let the thoughts flow on paper. Oh, that sounds like a beautiful little escape. I like that idea a lot. And, you know, we've talked now a little bit about peacefulness and introspection and, and how this helps you grow as a person. I I do want to address prosperity too. And you publicly shared an excerpt from an article you said changed your life. Can I share that with our audience? Sure. Okay. Well, I pulled that excerpt and here's what it states. At a party given by a billionaire on Shelter Island, Kirk Vonnegut informs his pal, Joseph Heller, that their host, a hedge fund manager, had made more money in a single day than Heller had earned from his wildly popular novel, Catch-22, over its whole history. Heller responds, yes, but I have something he will never have, enough. And enough is such a powerful word. So like the word of prosperity, which refers to a state of being successful or well-being, it sounds like Heller felt prosperous because he had enough or at least enough for his measure of of success. So since we offered to address prosperity today through journalism, I'll say that again. Since we offered to address prosperity through journalism, (laughs) one more time, easy for me. Journaling. 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 I'm trying to say that. Since we offer to address prosperity through journaling with our audience today, how do we start? So the number one way, I think, to have a better relationship with the concept of enough, because enough is really the root of all happiness or lack thereof, Mm -hmm. is to dig into those very you things. Like, what are the things that have lit your soul on fire since you were a kid, like the things that make you just genuinely happy. And this is where some really smart questions can help. Some really great journal prompts can help like things like, you know, what was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Or what in the week makes you smile even in the worst of times? And you start just dissecting the the pure grains of your prosperity. And then you just realize like, oh, actually, I don't need houses and cars and a bunch of money to be happy and to have enough. So 
I would always recommend going back to your childhood joy, that very innate version of you that is still there. We all have this little versions of ourselves within us. And it's crazy because I created Joe Club as a tool to help other people journal because, you know, I saw that a lot of people wanted to journal, but they didn't know how. So then I created this entire ecosystem of membership. You get prompts every day via email or you could do weekly prompts. And then I created the live journaling session, which is essentially like going for to a workout class to journal. And that's where the magic really happens. So imagine you hop on a Zoom call and it's an hour and a half and you get guided through a journey of thought with journaling. So this is what I have created for the last three years. And we went from two sessions a month to now eight with facilitators around the world. And each month carries its own different sessions or whatever. So I created this for people thinking that it would help others. What I didn't realize is that it would help me so much. So things that I had forgotten because I was so busy being an entrepreneur and building things, things like language learning, I reconnected with those very innate moments of joy because I went to like the Zest for Life session back in 2021. And I'm asking people these questions, but I am also journaling them. And it was like, what has always lit you up? And I'm like, I remember learning how to speak English and how excited I was. I remember reading a book with my my grandma for the first time in Portuguese. So I was having these aha moments that then started shaping my future. So after that journaling call, I booked 20 hours of Egyptian Arabic and like completely dove back into language learning, which is something I had stopped for seven years because I had gained success in other ways. But I wasn't happy in that success. You weren't? I wasn't. No. What happens oftentimes is that we do something that's, you know, maybe a grain of what we like to do. So my first chapter was making a travel YouTube channel. Okay. And I, I wanted to travel, but I was with a business partner. We were young. And at that point, I just wanted to kind of like win my freedom. So my very first goal was financial freedom. And when I started gaining that, because I was traveling all over the world, and getting sponsorships and learning how to build an audience. And I was making money traveling. It seemed like a dream come true. But in my journals, I swear to you, I have receipts from this. I was growing further away from my family. I wasn't building any solid relationships with friends or romantic relationships. I was far away from everybody that I cared about. I wasn't talking about the deep conversations that I wanted to talk about. And I wouldn't have known that was the root of my dissatisfaction had I not kept a journal. And so it was years before I actually took action on it. But a lot of things that I'm doing today that make me so happy, I had written about in 2015. Oh my so gosh. it's crazy. Well, I, I, my next question for you was going to be, what have you learned about yourself from journalism, journaling? But obviously, you've, you continue to learn. You continue to look back and read about yourself. But I have a question as far as do you ever get writer's block or have a lack of inspiration? Or do you keep with you some favorite prompts that get that just get you going, get the juices flowing? So we I think we all have these moments where we hit a wall at times. But when that happens, I just make lists because I think lists are the ultimate uh, defrosters of writer's block. Okay, that's easier to start with that. When in doubt, write a list, write a list of words, and then see what happens. But yeah, to answer your question, I've changed 
I didn't change. I never changed. I just became more assertive with what I knew to be true. I think when I first started documenting, I, I was unaware of my own power. I think we're all unaware of our own power. We all are kind of like reactive with life until we realize that we could be proactive with life and start shaping things. I didn't trust this power that I had, that we all had. I think that's what your 20s are all about, right? Like you're you're it's kind of like learning. being, you're being reactive. You're like, oh, I have an opportunity. I'm going to take it. This thing is happening. I'm going to do it. That's the point of your 20s. But when I was documenting like through my journaling, I was like, wow. In the moment, I knew I was unhappy. But now looking back in hindsight, I'm like, clearly I was going to find a way out. I just needed to find a way out strategically and in the right time. And so now I think the main difference is that when I feel lack of satisfaction, I understand that there is a root and I, I take the problem out by the root and I'm less reluctant to trusting my own power. Well, you have terrific self-awareness and I'm sure journaling helped you dig deeper into that. But you know, you and I know people that would say, I really don't have anything as exciting as Joe has to write about. Life is too mundane or uninteresting. I don't really have anything that exciting to say. You know, that's going to come up. And so how do you address them? It's all about perspective. In the most mundane of times, there's still interesting things to capture. People think my life is super exciting, except they don't realize I live in Connecticut in the middle of the woods by myself for nine months out of the year. And all my day is, is waking up, walking to my kitchen, making a coffee, coming to my office and working. But even in those days, I still journal. And you know what I do? I sit outside and I observe nature and I write about nature. And there's always stuff happening around you. It's just a matter of if you're observant to it or not. And in fact, those mundane weeks of my life where I'm sitting in, in silence, weeks on end, weeks on end in Connecticut by myself, those are actually the most interesting journal entries because you start realizing you have to look deeper. You have to think. You're like, hmm, isn't that funny that these birds make, this is an actual journal entry, that these birds spend all spring making their nests and then come fall, they have to abandon their homes and then they have to go away for winter and then they have to do it all over again. And then you start observing nature's rhythms and you're like, hmm, how many times have I had to rebuild things, but you don't see these birds complaining. So mm -hmm. it's like power of, of observation. I challenge you to journal in the most mundane times in your life because you will just have more gratitude for your life and like for the things that are happening around you that maybe you never noticed. Well, Joe, I can tell you, I had a really bad day. This is several years ago in, a, in an old gratitude journal. And I did flip through it only because two people, Sarah Bonbronick, who wrote Simple Abundance, suggested going back and reading. And I watched one of your YouTubes and you suggested reading it. And I went back and I said, my gosh, it was a pretty bad day. I wrote down, I saw a squirrel find a nut. That's as good as it got. <laughs> See, I love that. Because even in the worst of days, like you're still seeing these tiny little miracles. Well, it was the only miracle I found that day. So, but it was one and I read and I thought, Ooh, I'm glad I didn't write about all the bad stuff that did happen. But see, now that I know about journaling, maybe I would have added a little more detail, some perspective, and understood a little bit more. So your prompts are really very helpful. And as we pursue prosperity, 
And I look at prosperity, obviously not just from a monetary standpoint, but that feeling of success or having enough as you had mentioned, I have my own little mantra, and that is always grateful, never satisfied. And satisfaction for things can be nicer, kinder, faster, we can reach out to more people. There are all different ways to make things better. And that's kind of a personal mission. So with the digital age, though, have you has this changed at all how you journal? Do you do any on your phone? Do you do it on your computer? Or is it always pen to paper for you? So I always like to give people a source, a bunch of sources and resources. And so I, I think you got to do what works best for you. And what I didn't know at the time when I was doing it, I can see now clearly making videos the way that I make videos is a form of journaling because it's documentation. Oh, so whatever form of documentation you love, you should stick to that sometimes. So I make videos, of, of course, I make videos. I film things. I have tons of footage from my life. Even if they don't end up in videos, I have them in my camera roll. Photos are a great way to keep a journal. You know, it's even a great way to, to start a prompt to look through your camera roll and look at a photo and, and write about how you were feeling. Well, now the thing about photos, journaling, we can add captions, right? The, there was captions. a time you couldn't. So now you can add a little something about that. You're, that's a good point. We can add a yeah. little more. Sure. You add so what you don't get with forms, you what you don't get with taking just photos is like you don't get what you were feeling, what you were thinking, the stream of consciousness that was happening in the background. Same thing with video. I can make a video and I can vlog. I can tell you straight to camera what I'm feeling and thinking, but it's not the same as this reflection, right? So journaling is that piece of reflection, and. What I like to tell people is like, okay, if you are a digital person, keep a digital journal, that's fine. Keep it with you at all times so there's no friction there, like whether it's on your phone or on your computer, have it in a special app so that you can always go there and know that that's your Zen space. Why I like paper and pen is for exactly that. It's my Zen space. Paper and pen to me, it's a rare analog treasure. It's a moment of disconnecting. It's a moment of no screens. It's a moment of no room for distractions. That is why I'm a paper and pen journaler for life. Well, don't you Pros think and cons. the tactile part of that also helps being able to touch it, feel it, smell yeah. it? Of course, there's a tactile part and there's the muscle part of it where it's like, I always think about how you can only write one thought at a time when you're writing paper and pen physically right? Like your hands can only move so fast. So you have to stick to that train of thought and you can't get distracted the way that you can easily get distracted typing because a lot of us type way faster than we could ever handwrite. So it's almost like you follow the train of thought with your ink. And then the secondary part, which I think is a funny one, is like after writing for so many years about silly boys that are so irrelevant in my life, <laughs> now I ask myself, are they worth the ink? Is oh, this worth cute. the ink? And a lot of times I've stopped myself from writing about negative things because I literally don't want to waste my hands, muscle, and the ink in the pen for these undeserving things or people. Oh, well, that's why you are such a positive force in the world. And uh, would you share with us, because you are a polyglot, I'm 
At the end of this, I want to make sure we, and we will add in the podcast notes, all the ways to get in touch with you to check out some of your videos, your Instagram, but you are starting a new 21 day language challenge. Is that true? Um, yes. So tell me, I because I have this goal to learn Spanish. So tell me about this class. Is it a journaling class? So it's a journaling language challenge. Okay. And I did this once before and it was a huge success. So I revamped it, took everybody's feedback and put it in this new challenge. So it's for anybody who wants to learn a language and, or somebody who's already learned a language and wants to sharpen that language skill. A, a really challenging part about learning languages is having a reason to speak them if you're not in the place where the language is spoken. So with 21 days, I'm simulating full immersion with daily journal prompts in both mild and spicy levels. So the mild prompt is going to be a simple question that I'm challenging people to answer in their target language. Like, how was your day? Or no, just kidding. That's past tense. Like, what is your favorite day of the week and why? And then you're like, you know, using online translators, you're using the knowledge and I give people resources to understand how to better use online translators. And we're going to be sharing all of this material like music and podcasts and how to learn. I'm teaching people how to learn. So every day there's a daily journal prompt that you will journal in your target language. And then there's a challenge. And the challenge is the really cool part because this is where it's a scavenger hunt. So I'm sending everybody on a global adventure from wherever they are to immerse themselves in all the new content, the new movies, the new music, the new forms of learning things. And it's going to be my favorite time of year. I do the challenges with the challengers and I'm currently learning Flemish, which is Dutch oh spoken in Belgium. And I'm like already, I'm just so happy because it, it's just a feeling of gratitude that I get to do these things and that people join me. And last year when I did it, the number one comment that I got is, this was the most motivated people have ever felt to learn a language because I've designed this very motivational, encouraging space. And that's the challenge. Oh, I'm very excited about this. I, You may have a, a new recruit right here. So Joe, you have given us so much to think about and journal today. And so here are a few of my takeaways. I'm going to buy a journal that inspires me to write. And I hope other people out there will do the same and maybe get a new pen too, just so it feels special. Journaling yes. is a good way to get to know yourself. Jot down details, both the good and bad times, but I like what you're saying. Let's focus on more good. It's worth the ink a little bit more, but good retrospective when we go back and reread. Document what we're thinking about in the present moment, as well as our dreams and what we might want to achieve. And you've shared with me, you can journal in public. Okay, that sounds great. And I love that you have travel prompts, um, inventories, you have uh, future prompts. There are a lot of things. So let's, um, what are the best ways for people to get in contact with you? So I would love to share the link to a free resource. We have the seven-day life reboot prompt pack. This is for people who want to hit the reset button on their life. Okay. That's a free resource I'll give you. So you can link it in the show notes Thank if you. you want. There's also the week-long how to journal, like journaling 101 email course, where you get emails every day teaching you how to journal. Like you've never journaled before. We break down the kinds of journaling styles, what we recommend, 
easy prompts, playlists, all of that. So those are two free resources. And then people can reach out to me on Instagram. That's really where I hang out at Joe underscore Franco. And that's J-O underscore Franco because I'm a lady. But yeah, I post content everywhere. You can find my videos on YouTube and Joe Franco, the YouTube channel. I'm on, I have my podcast, Not Your Average Joe, and a podcast with Hightower that I love so much called Money Baggage. And I've heard that you're awesome. It's great. I love that podcast. Yeah, Money Baggage is a a great podcast to kind of unpack the emotional sides of Money Baggage, which is very on brand for me. And yeah, just wherever you see me on social media. We will add these in our podcast notes. But before Eric joins us again, let me ask you, Joe. How do you keep your well in wealthy? I mean, Barbara, is it too well that knows to say I journal? <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> well, it's thank not, you. It's not a lie. It's true. It keeps me sane. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And Eric, can you hear me now? Oh, of course I can hear. You. I've been listening the entire time. This I, is fantastic. I know you have. So are you ready to take up journaling? I'm going to work on it. Because okay. here's the thing is, is when, as you guys were talking, there's two, two things. I have one comment and then I have a question. Number one, for the listener, I loved that Joe said, you know, find a space, get your headphones on, listen to your music, pour yourself your favorite drink and light a candle. If you're on a plane, skip the candle, would you? Because that's just going to lead to trouble. You, you can do it on a plane, though. Uh, get the headphones and block out some noise. So I love that. But Joe, through this conversation, I realized that as a coach and consultant for years, I actually did a journaling exercise with my clients um, called The Perfect Day. I would have them write out their perfect day uh, five to 10 years in advance to see what they wanted, kind of help them visualize their goals. And one thing that I incorporated into it, I said, you have to incorporate the five senses, meaning you're identifying the touch, the feel, the smell, the things that you're observing around you in your quote unquote perfect day. So I wanted to ask you, how important is it to incorporate five senses into journaling of current activities or things that you're reflecting on? How do you teach your clients that? I always encourage them to write about this. It depends on the prompt, of course. But for me, by default, when I'm traveling, I am recording these things like the smells, the sights, the feeling of the air on my skin. This is also a great reason to become a better writer. Mm -hmm. And the most successful people I know tell me this exact thing, that being a good writer is the differentiator. Being able to express yourself well is the differentiator. And I think journaling is a great gateway to learning how to harness those details that bring you not only back into the moment, but bring anybody with you. So yeah, writing with the five senses in mind is always a great thing. And I love that you did that with your clients. Yeah, it was, it was always so fun because I think it truly brings emotion to it. It, it locks mm-hmm. that emotion in of how you can feel or how you did feel if it was past tense. But so much great information in this podcast. Barbara, I don't know what else to say. This was awesome. Well, Joe's awesome. I feel very fortunate. It, this, if I could have written one of my great days, I would have projected this and said, I get to be on a podcast with Joe and Eric. How lucky am I? Ah. <laughs> this is a great chat. I mean, you get me started about journaling and I can't shut up. So thank you. Well, that's why she brings me in and it's time to go. So here we go. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much. I wish we did have more time, but we don't. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest. And of course, Barbara, thank you so much for hosting this, bringing on the best guests ever. And I just enjoyed it thoroughly. 
Of course, our last thank you will always go to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Keeping the Well and Wealthy with Barbara Archer. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Barbara comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to go out in the world and make a difference. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Wealth Advisors. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Wealth Advisors is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. This material is not intended or written to provide and should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity's specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions.